This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to show 381 Aussie Mac Zone. Zahn, how are you? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Uh, I've just got to press this bit up here. So it says that to everybody. If you see my arm do this, <laughs> because my notes are right in front of me, so I'm not looking away from the screen as much. That's right. He's doing better than I am. Happy birthday for the other day. I just thank you very that, much. That it was your birthday the other day. It was. It was on Monday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So, as I say to all the girls, happy 21st. <laughs> That's right. As you can see, with each year, my beard grows greyer. <laughs> you telling this me? Used to be a, hey, I know, this used to be a beautiful red mass. <laughs> now it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bright red, now yeah. dull white. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say dull wine. It's glistening <laughs> in that light in your studio. <laughs> so, show 381. Yeah. 381, our Aussie Apple ramblings this week are... Now, Google goes Apple way. Tells developers to reveal info on data collection. TechRadar reports, Apple has insisted that app developers on its app store disclose the details that they gather and how they use them. Now Google is following suit with a similar guidelines on its Play Store. Google has said that it would have a new safety section in its mobile app store that will let Android smartphone users see what data developers collect about them and share, plus give access to additional privacy and security information. All apps on Google Play, together with Google's personal apps, will be required to share this info and supply a privateness coverage. Developers will have until 2022. The Google Play safety section will tell users if an app encrypts data, if it follows Google's policies for families and children, and whether users have a choice in sharing information and whether users can request data deletion if they uninstall the app. Also, Google will soon make two-factor authentication mandatory for, for their apps. So whether you've got Google Photos or your Google Docs or whatever, two-factor authentication, we know what that is in the Apple world. We do. Yeah, so, yeah, they're coming around. Excellent. This is really good. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't have jumped on it earlier. Like, this is so good. And I think they needed Apple to have the have the gazoobies to do it. Do it, yeah. That's <laughs> or right. someone needed the gazoobies to do it first. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. Look, I, I understand they wanted to sort of stay loyal to brand and because it's where it's you know where their income comes from. Yeah, but. But again, without us, there is no info. So without us, you're and not... Google, see, Google, uh, Google and Facebook are in a special position where mm. anything that we look for on Google, if that's our default browser, anything we look yep. for, they can track it. That's right. All right, because it's a first part. So, sorry, if we're using Chrome, they can track yep. it. Yeah. If we're using Apple, they can't track. You know, if we're using Safari, they can't. They can look. Yeah. They can get a relation, but because it's a first-party thing, Chrome and Google, yeah. everything you look up, they can track. Yep. And so, Same yeah, with Facebook first-party. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they've decided to jump on this and do that because without, like I said, without us, they they don't have the backing. So yes, they make money off advertising, but if we go somewhere else. Who yeah. have they got? If someone else decides to say, no, we're going to do this security and that security, this is better for you, then why wouldn't we jump on that bandwagon? You know? That's and right. so the fact that the fact that Google has decided to do this is fantastic. 
And it shows that, yes, they do have loyalty uh, to customers. I say that yeah. with the biggest I can. <laughs> um, because I, Apple's the same. I say the same thing with loyalty, you know, to... to uh, yep. And they are there to make money. Yes. So it's yeah. good that they have shown that little bit of, you know, yeah. Initiative. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> your, in, your new internet's quite so, a bit crappy. I, I'm assuming it's your end, not mine, but I'm only guessing with that. Okay. Um, so, I've heard everything again. you've said. Yep, I've heard everything <laughs> you've said. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're anyway, story went, two. Yeah, story two. Go for it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two and a half year old iPhone XR beats iPhone 11 and iPhone 12 in benchmark tests. ZNet reports, the iPhone XR, a budget iPhone released in September of 2018, has shown to outperform both the iPhone 11 and iPhone 12, released in September 2019 and October 2020, respectively. In benchmark tests, the range of, uh, of tests carried out by Nick Ackerman included boot time tests, at load times, video sharing, speed, and more. The aging iPhone XR was seen to hold its own against the newer hardware, but the synthetic benchmark tests are where the throttling showed up the most. For example, the iPhone XR had a better multi-core Geekbench score than both the iPhone 11 and iPhone 12. This is not what we expected. With average scores from Geekbench suggesting that iOS 14.5.1 is throttling performance on the newer devices. The same was seen in 3D Mark with the iPhone XR getting a better score than the iPhone 12 and getting a much better score than the iPhone 11, which seems to be the worst hit by this, by this throttling. <laughs> so... What's behind the throttling? I heard everybody asking. <laughs> what is behind the throttling? Please, please help me. <laughs> Thank you. First, it's a performance bug in iOS 14.5.1. This seems likely since it affects multiple apps. Secondly, it could be some uh, deliberate throttling for power management, although that level of performance hit looks pretty drastic. Finally, it could be an app optimization issue, which seems unlikely given the severity of the issue. I'm betting this being a bug, and that means that the iOS 14.5.2 should be up soon. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I know my phone's got a red dot there telling me that there's an update, but I think I'm on the yep. beta software anyway, so I don't know whether it's a beta are, update yep. or, or an update specifically for this problem. Because I think my Excellent. battery's well, draining a bit quicker too. So Yeah, well, I've noticed my battery. I've got an older phone and I know that, but I've actually noticed since the update that my battery's been draining a lot faster yeah. than it once did. And I've got my, like my, my backlight level right down. You know, so it's just bright enough to see. And I do all that optimizing stuff. I make sure I've always got on battery saver mode um, because I know that it's an older phone, even though that I have had the battery updated and stuff like that. It still is an older phone, so I, I make sure I optimize my power so I get the full use of the yeah. phone. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed since the update that it is drawing more power quickly. Like, oh, quicker, yeah. I should say. Yeah. yeah. So they, uh, there's we'll more. they sort it out, yeah. Yep. Right. More in the link, of course, yes. Yeah, more in the link, so. Now, before I start, apparently with this, because I'm going to talk about the Apple app tracking transparency, which we just talked about yep. Google introducing. That's right. So apparently, basically, like 98% people have turned it on, like massive yeah. number of people have turned it on. Yeah. A and... Um, so whether now that we've got to that point, whether Apple can slowly help make it better by defining, all right, um, 
what what's being tracked on this app, and we can let you know because we don't want uh, we don't want Reddit, for example, to have no ads because yeah. we like it and it's a sort of a social type, like not a social thing. Uh, uh, it's, it's a thing to do with specific um, yeah. software or specific, you know, interests, yeah. etc. But it's not a massive place like you know. It's in opposition to Facebook. Which tracks everything, right? As I said, every, yeah. everything is to do with first-party tracking now. Yeah. So, and for some reason, up until this point, um, I was listening to to MacBreak Weekly this afternoon, and Leo was talking about his company. When he talks to advertisers now, they're saying like, "We want to know the tracking. We want to know who the people are." what yep. they do, where they go, where they come from. And he's saying, well, it's not going to happen. And he reckons in two years it'll be gone. That that sort of advertising, they'll either not have any, you know, podcast shows, they'll either have just yep. be social enjoyment like us yep. or um, they'll only be on Apple or Spotify or, or Google, for example, because they'll get bought yep. by one, you know, they'll get paid to do it by one company. So, yep. And that way... We we'll have to go. All right, I want to listen to. Pick yeah. us, pay us to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, but they'll have to go. All right. Well, if I want to listen to um, uh, the Twit Network, any of his podcasts, we'll have yep. to go to just for example, we we'll have to go to Spotify. And if we want to yep. listen to um, Relay well, FM podcast, we have to go to yep. some other. Yeah, we have to yeah. go to iHeart because you know, because yeah. that's the only you know it won't be like it is now where you can listen to any podcast on any platform yeah. because of the RSS well, of, feed that it was down to. So, if uh, anyone out there is similar to me and they listen to the um, the I know or what you should know and, and all that sort of stuff, what I learned in high school, what you should have learned in high school, that sort of stuff. They know that it was once uh, its own standing uh, podcast broadcast system, which is now being bought by uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, and so, if you need to listen to any of those, that's where you go to find them. Uh, so, but also uh, podcast, um, you know, by the Good Mythical Morning guys, which is Ear Biscuit. Um. Uh, you know, they they might go to iHeart, they might come to Apple. I'd say they'd come to Apple, to be honest, because that's where I'm pretty sure they sort of broadcast yeah, their stuff from anyway. Also. And a yep. lot of them in America, like a lot of them that I listen to have already, because, you know, for a couple of years they've been setting up their own, they're going to be their own brand. So if yeah. you want to listen to Relays, you go to Relay. Relay FM, yeah. you pay and you get, Bonus bits of episodes, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. Well, I have. No, um, sorry, yeah, keep going. Oh yeah, because that's just the way. Th the, yeah. Because they're not getting advertising money. Yeah. The advertising money is disappearing. Yeah. Because the advertising's crap. Like it's just. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I heart brought. Uh, what is it? Um, Two, oh, is it 2WSFM or what? They're not called 2WSFM yeah. anymore, are they? But, um, w, just WSFM. WS, yeah, WSFM. And so if you want to listen to their podcast, you know, you go there. ABC, for instance, has its own podcasting brand. They, yes. they are, yeah. You go to the, the ABC app and you go in and you find... You can also find them on Apple and, and that sort of stuff, but... Yeah. Um, you know, it's easier to go through the um, ABC and then put them onto your Apple podcast. Yeah. That's how I do it. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple yeah, of years. It will be. Because be the same thing will, same thing will apply to, well, it already applies to radio stations and even more, yep. it'll start applying to TV stations too. I'm like pretty sure just, they brought, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure iHeart bought Triple M's podcast as well. Yeah. So... I'm not 99% sure about that one, but I remember again, hearing... Triple M's you know, part of the, the ABC, uh, isn't it? Like, like it's part no, no, of the not, national... Triple M's not, 
No, no, Triple M's part of the WSFM brand. Okay, yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure they would run through iHeart as well. Again, I, I don't quite know that. I'm trying to remember if I heard that on Triple M or not. What's um, quote the national uh, like? When I say national, like, like ABC is a national broadcaster. What's which is yeah, Australian like, national got, broadcaster. Yeah, but I, I know we've got like what are the radio stations? There's um, Triple J is Triple J. That's what uh, I'm thinking of. Not yeah, Triple J. See, yeah, I'm just Triple old. J's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just old. Well, so am I. I'm saying I don't know anything about Triple M. I don't know, but I know about WSFM. Because yeah. now my music is played there. <laughs> it used to be Triple M. <laughs> now I'm 43 and it's on a... <laughs> That's basically all I listen to, so... Yeah. Um, so, now, yep. five reasons why Apple app tracking, transparency, which is ATT, is actually good for businesses on Facebook. Contrary to Facebook telling you... Like, Facebook is claiming small businesses will suffer, but it's not telling us the full story. It's not true. Inc.com reports Facebook has been kicking and screaming since Apple officially announced its privacy feature, app tracking transparency. The feature that empowers iOS users who account for nearly 50% of the US smartphone market to opt out of data collection holds the power to devour much of Facebook's 86 billion annual revenue of which 98% is acquired through its advertisers. Facebook has been trying to convince the world that it's not just bad news for Facebook, but also bad news for businesses. But actually, Apple ATT might prove great not only for Apple users, but also for those using Facebook and Instagram for business. Here are five things Facebook doesn't want you to know about why Apple ATT is good for business. And I think this is a great little list here. So less noise. Facebook yep. is less noisy. In fact, the number of businesses advertising on Facebook more than doubled from 2018 to 2020. Meanwhile, the number of users has steadily dropped in the same period by over 20% as composition yep. increased for ad space. Facebook created more ad placements, leaving its users getting hit with ads from every angle, from in-feed and stories to banners and messages directly to their inboxes. Yeah. Apple ATT feature will help reduce noise by giving businesses on Facebook a better chance at grabbing and holding the attention of users. Fewer ads mean people won't be distracted by your competition when they're visiting your business page or involved in a Facebook group. Additionally, ads have managed to become so advanced they've become borderline creepy. Instead of looking at an ad and thinking, how is exactly what you need, you're left cringing at how odd it is that it's showing you this. And if your business is one of that's raising the red flag in the minds of your audience, then your ads aren't helping your business. They're damaging it. Absolutely. Now, what about decreased costs? In an ad auction platform, pricing is based on the amount of competition around a keyword or, in case of Facebook ads, a target audience. So if the ATT feature leads to fewer users seeing ads... What that means is that audiences will be smaller. A smaller target audience should mean lower costs, especially for advertisers using the cost per 1,000 impressions method. It's yep. not just good news for advertisers that use the CPM bidding model, as the Apple ATT le <coughs> me, leads to a decrease in audience size, the number of advertisers will likely decrease as well. And so with fewer advertisers, there's less competition. If Facebook ads is a true ad auction platform, this would also mean lower costs for those on the cost-per-click basis, and the lower cost doesn't mean lower quality. Increased quality. Facebook earns advertising revenue by quantity, but advertisers really depend on quality. With Apple ATT, advertisers on Facebook will see higher quality ad targeting as users opt in are more likely to make a purchase in other words not every user will want to opt out of ads and those who decide to continue to see ads are likely those with buying intent 
and you can go right. in and turn it on and off, remember. So what yes. Facebook advertisers will get post Apple ATT are the types of users who may enjoy the convenience of receiving ads that enables them to discover products or services they're actually looking for from businesses they simply hadn't known existed. Number four, improved organic reach. Facebook wants businesses to think that fewer users seeing your ads will mean fewer opportunities to connect with users on Facebook. However, there are still a number of ways to generate brand awareness from social media, from Facebook groups and brand partnerships to good old word of mouth and influencer marketing. Again, you know, that's just another way. In other words, this might drive businesses to seek alternative social media and marketing channels, which may be lower cost and yield a higher return. While this might require a bit of upfront work, Apple ATT might be the push some advertisers need to invest in long-term organic growth strategies, rather depending on short-term wins from paid social ads. Mm-hmm. Without ads, users who are interested in your brand may be more likely to follow your business on Facebook. This way they can see your content directly yep. for free rather than depending on your ads. So, yeah, they might want to just come I, and see I agree. Aussie Max like, Zone on Facebook as opposed to Aussie Max Zone with 13 other podcast ads around the outside of it. Exactly. You know, I'd rather go and find, say, you know, I, I like cooking and I like, you know, close to home, you know, you know farm to table sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, and so I like a, a few different, you know, close uh, markets that sell fresh vegetables from local farms. But I go to their pages and I, and I find out where they are. And I, yeah. and I go to that. I, I, I'm not going to click on something. I hate the ad. I'm not going to click on something that says, hey, you might be interested in this. You should go to here. No, yeah. thank you. You know, <laughs> too much scammy stuff. That, like, that's just like know, to me, that's scammy stuff. stuff. It is. You know, it's just scammy. It reminds stuff. me of good old Tim. You know, on um, what was he? Um, Demtel ads. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. <laughs> remember that? You get a free set of steak knives, two for the yeah. price of one. <laughs> um, you used to get steak knives and, from the petrol station. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how much steak do these people think we eat? Um, (laughs) not enough (laughs) exactly steak Mm. Um. (laughs) feed the man meat (laughs) that's right such a bad bad slogan (laughs) (laughs) so number five Facebook will innovate with Apple's new ATT feature Facebook will be forced to do better and this could lead to major improvements that could provide a better experience for users while increasing its value to its advertisers. While this may be scary for Facebook as it is now, this could be great news for small businesses and users alike. As much as Facebook wants to get people on its side in its battle with Apple, the reality is that the ATT feature gives users more control over the content they see, and if someone doesn't want to see an ad, As a business, it's better not to show ads to that person. So while Facebook wants you to fear losing revenue generated through Facebook ads, the reality is that increased privacy and data protection features will benefit benefit advertisers too. Between its constant slew of court battles and its title as the least trusted social network, it's clear Facebook has already lost face. And in the wake of Apple ATT, Facebook is not just losing revenue, but it's mine. Facebook got comfortable, and in doing so, it made the grave mistake that commonly lands startups in the ground by focusing on profits instead of people. By thinking that all it needs to do is maintain its success is the same thing that made it successful in the first place. Facebook has been distracted by profits and has lost focus on serving its real audience. Absolutely. I've been saying this for a while. Facebook's dying. So that's, that's a really good like, article. <laughs> yeah, and if they want to keep up, otherwise they'll go the way of MySpace. Yep. You know, MySpace was huge. Everybody used MySpace. And then along came Facebook. And like MySpace got complacent. Along came Facebook. Everybody changed to Facebook. Yep. You know, and Gone. so, <laughs> yeah. 
if they get complacent, they'll be they'll gone. And I know they own Instagram as well, like so they're not really going to go anywhere. Most people go to Instagram. A lot of people have moved now from both of those to TikTok, you know, and because you can do your content there, which uh, I need to talk to you about off screen later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think if they don't sort of follow suit, you know, a move of the times, then they'll be stuck. Mm. It is a Anyway, it is. Gaming. Gaming. We got any? <laughs> we do. But before that, we have to say hello to our biggest fans. So, hello, Mason, hello, Hunter, and hello, Levi. Howdy. Thanks for watching. I've already put that in there. I'd already done that. <laughs> we, I did that 20 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> Wrote it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> the game is called Range, R-E-I-G-N-S. Okay. This is a this is like a choose. Remember those choose your own adventure books? Yeah. And how much you know you turn a page here or turn it depending on where you would go. What was your adventure? Well, this game is very similar. It's a choose your own adventure, but it's a, a swipe left or swipe right. I know there's other apps to do this, but this isn't yeah. choose your own STD. This is choose your own adventure. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't name the other app, um, but we all know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> to choose your own adventure, <laughs> you swipe left or right to choose which way your kingdom will go in a certain situation. So, yeah. it might you might say your peasants are starving. What are you going to do about them? And you might take the, you know, way of Mary Antoinette and say, well, let them have bread, you know, <laughs> um, instead of saying, well, maybe we should put some of our income into the peasants and, and, and feed them to make sure that they're there and they know that their you know, kingdoms care about them. And so depending on which way you go, definitely decides on how long you last. Now, this game depends on the right choices. You choose the wrong choices, you're not going to be a great king or a great queen or a great ruler, for that fact, and you will die very fast. You die, and then you're reborn as a new king, learning from your old mistakes and moving on. This was great fun. It's all, it's all text-based, by the way. Well, okay. there's, there's, no, there's no gameplay as such. You're just swiping left or right, reading the text, making the choice. This is why I think I love it so much because I remember Commodore 64 and things like that. <laughs> and you're doing those those text-based games where you have to choose one way or the other, the, uh, depending on which. Know that no matter which way you choose, there will be an advantage and a disadvantage. Oh, and so that's, that's right. And so that's where, you know, will you be a great ruler? Will you be a tyrant? Sometimes it pays to be a tyrant. Sometimes it pays to be a great ruler. And you have to choose between the both because if you decide just to be a great ruler and give everything away, you're going to go broke real fast and people are going to take you over. Merchants will come in. End of kingdom. Hello, democracy. All right? And we all know where that takes us, don't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a commie. Um, <laughs> Better red than dead. <laughs> Old school. We're going to take it. We're going to take it off air. Um, <laughs> and um, I really. So the, the wrong choice does mean death, uh, and it can happen really quickly. You can think you're doing really well. All you do is say, uh, "Which?" Ooh, ooh, sorry about that. All you do um, is that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you die because you smash a computer. Um, so I said, my messenger came through and said, there's a dragon after your treasure, or after your treasury. I'm like, no, there's not. Boom, there was a dragon. I'm like, right, I'm going to fight this dragon. Turns out the dragon was pretty powerful and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just let it have the gold and rebuilt the country. 
(laughs) (laughs) But instead, I thought I was a dragon slayer, and I was not. Can't you buy it off? Well, yeah, you can, but I chose not to. (laughs) I chose to fight the dragon. And it's worth a try. Yeah, and so it was the and so one wrong flick, everything goes wrong and you're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's why I enjoyed it. The text based and the nostalgia of the old school games, the left or right flick, the choose which way you're gonna go to be a tyrant or not, you know, you've really gotta have an equilibrium there of what yeah. you've got to do. So it was so much fun. And so I'm gonna Good. give it three point two apples. Excellent. I give it. I give it that score because, again, it is only a text-based game, and the nostalgia is fun, but this isn't going to be a lot of a lot of people's thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's for guys, you know, my age, and I know most gamers are around my age or a little bit younger now. I used to be in that twenty-five <laughs> to thirty-five demographic. I am more close to the thirty-five, forty-five demographic these days. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and I think that's where the nostalgia will grab. It'll grab that, that you know, that smaller space of 35 to 45, loving those text-based games and giving it a good hot go. So right. that's why I gave it <laughs> 3.2 apples. Excellent. Yes. All right, so. I'll do I'm this one and you can do the next one. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Done. Yeah. That way, because you've just had your chat. So. Yep. Qualcomm, now, the Qualcomm chip floor could leave 30% of the world's phones vulnerable to hackers, which is a lot of phones, right? Gizmodo reports a, re- <coughs> pardon me, a recently discovered vulnerability inside Qualcomm-produced phone chips could be exploited to gain access to data on affected devices, allowing the intruder to snoop on phone calls and text messages. The bug, which was discovered and disclosed by security firm Checkpoint Research, may be exploitable on a whopping 30% of the world's phones. Qualcomm contracts with major Android phone sellers like Samsung, Google, Xiaomi, LG and others, providing chips for hundreds of millions of devices worldwide. While researchers say that vulnerable chips are found in about 40% of the global phone population, only, only... About 30% of phones in the world come equipped with a particular proprietary interface, the Qualcomm MSN interface, necessary for attacks to be conducted. Because, for example, Apple used Qualcomm chips. I don't know whether this one or not, but they definitely don't use Qualcomm's interface at all. The affected hardware, the mobile station modem, are systems on a chip Responsible for providing capabilities to a majority of the important components within the phone. The attack theorised by Checkpoint would necessitate access to the operating system of a targeted device, though this access could be quite easily accomplished via a malicious trojanised app or some other method that allowed an attacker to gain superfluous entry. Sorry, serotipus entry. So yeah, so if you've got older phones... Particularly, or mm-hmm. or basically, I'm guessing cheap phones. Yep. On the low end of the market, like the cheapest, cheap, cheap Samsung ones, etc. Maybe that's yep. got something to do with that. Yep. Fair enough. All right. So, how an Apple Watch helped deliver a premature baby mid-flight. Yep. I've got news reports. You've probably heard a hundred times how the Apple Watch can help you live a healthier life. We have spoken numerous times about how good this, this watch is and how it can help you do this. In fact, there have been numerous reports stating how the Apple Watch helped save lives by detecting heart conditions early. And there was even a time Apple Watch helped save a woman being uh, a woman that was being kidnapped. Yep. Just when you think you've heard it all, this time Apple smartwatch, Apple smartwatch helped Lavinia Morgana. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Or Mangana. Mu- Mangana. Ma- Mangana. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. deliver her baby mid-flight just last week. As uh, Cohen, Cohen reports. 
during a Delta flight from Salt Lake City to Utah, then to Honolulu, Hawaii, little Raymond, little Raymond, whatever his last name was, was born eleven weeks <laughs> early. Mongar, yeah, yeah. Mongar, no, Mon. Man, Mongar, M O U N G A. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, was born eleven weeks early. What's even more surprising is that the mother, Lavinia, didn't know she was pregnant at the time. <laughs> Fortunately for Lavana, uh, there was a physician and three neonatal nurses on board the same flight. <laughs> that means that, that, that straight to me, like that kid was living. Um, that's right. <laughs> That's why maybe that's why it was born on the flight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they helped her deliver the baby with anything they could find, including an Apple Watch. None of the equipment we have was suitable for the premature baby. And this baby was born at 29 weeks instead of the normal 40. Yes. Right. Um, right. So Dr. Dale Glenn, a family physician at Struve Medical Center. Yeah, okay. We made, so we made baby warmers out of bottles that had had been microwaved. We used an Apple Watch to measure heart rate. The quick uh, quick action taken by the nurse and the physician was enough to deliver the baby and keep uh, Levana and her newborn safe until the plane landed. Afterwards, both were taken to the oh, seriously doctor in Hawaii, <laughs> medical center doctor, in Hawaii. Yeah. The medical, that's right, in the medical center in Hawaii. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this clearly isn't the only time an Apple Watch has helped save the day. Just earlier this year, William Rogers, a skater who got stuck on ice, used his Apple Watch to call nine one one. More in the store. so there, yeah, more in the notes. Check the stuff out. Check how cool that is. Now, something interesting, totally um, to do with the story, is one of the other guys, um, again, on the Twit Network and a couple of other shows, podcasts that I listen to, the guy that does, one of the podcasting guys, he went to school with one of those nurses just by... Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's just like, yeah. One of his mates, you know, one of his schoolmates rang him up and said, oh, just see what whatever her name was did, you know. He, he said, oh, wow. He'd be able to get a, like a hands-on report from her. <laughs> that would have been great. So, yeah. Awesome. Now. Yes. Please pay attention, everybody. There's a MyGov email scam doing the rounds. This is Australia sure. story. There's a new email scam doing the rounds on the Australian internet. It's impersonating MyGov, and this is what you need to know. Aussie Journo references hitting the... Oh, don't worry about that. Um, scams aren't anything, but they have certainly been increasingly exponentially over the past couple of years, including during the 2019-20 bushfires. Text and email scans have been particularly prevalent during COVID-19 and they have even hit the newer platforms such as encrypted messaging services Signal. Now, MyGov scam, what you need to know. The latest scam comes in the form of a MyGov impersonation email. The Australian Tax Office and Service Australian made a joint announcement about it on Friday. They warned that this is a phishing scam designed to collect your personal identifying information as well as bank details. The fake emails use screenshots from the MyGov app. This service allows customers to access online government services such as the ATO and MyGov without a password. Fortunately, there are always ways to tell that it is a scam. It asks users to click a link to confirm their details and the email also contains spelling errors. But remember, now that we've told them, they can go in and change the spelling errors. So it may not. It's very true. The ATO and MyGov does send emails and SMS messages. However, they will never send you an email or an SMS with a hyperlink directing you to a login page for your online services. That's right. You don't have to click on it. You just go up and you type ATO in your web browser 
and you go from there. Don't click the link. Uh, now, in the lead up to tax time, we expect to see more of these malicious attempts to harvest identity details. So in, that means so the baddies can get your tax return, basically. Keep that in mind. Yep. So encourage everyone to be on the alert for us to tell our friends yep. and family. Make sure yep. everyone's in the know. Um, so to be on the lookout and stay safe online. Now, as always, you should never click on on anything suspicious in links you receive in an email or a text message, even if it seems from to be from a legitimate source. Yeah. If it's from Woolies, go to Woolies. Don't click Woolies and type in, you know, don't click the link. Yeah. You should also never provide personal or banking details in response to any of these emails or texts. What to do if you have been targeted. If you've been the victim of a scam, head over to ScamWatch for advice and resources. You can also report scams there as well. Always remember, never click on links that are suspicious on text messages or emails from people you don't know. If you've been a victim of this particular MyGov scam, you should change your MyGov password immediately and contact your bank if you provided any bank details. You can also call the Services Australia Scams and Identity Theft Help Desk on 1-800-941-926. There's scamwatch.gov.au slash, you can go there and you get help where to get help, etc. But scamwatch.gov.au. So yeah, another, another little story there. Yeah. So please tell our friends, our workers. Tell everybody. Yeah. Like, tell everyone you know, like, there's this scam. Because seriously, like, the last thing you want to hear is someone that you care about losing. Losing lots of money. That's right. You know, Because once they get your bank details, they can do anything. That's right. Seriously. You know, lose your car, you can lose your home, like, you know, like. Yep. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Now, All right. You can go on the next one. And then I've got yep. one, a couple of things after that, yeah. Jazz up your iPhone. Videos with these creative ideas from Apple. Digital trend. Help us. If, if you're looking for some inspiration on how to shoot more engaging videos in your iPhone, any smartphone for that matter, then check out a new video released by Apple with exactly that aim in mind. Made in collaboration with creative uh, Donghorn Jean. And James Thornton. Why can I say that name so well? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) Don't even ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Of Insight, uh, the video title, Everyday Experiments. Full Bloom offers up lots of uh, flower-focused ideas to take your uh, videography skills to the next level. Apple's videos start off with Pa making a stop-motion movie where you take a sequence of photos while making small adjustments to the uh, the subject in the frame. This way, you can come up with some really creative clips with John and Thornton using the technique to seamlessly transform fruit and vegetables into flowers and other uh, and whether you have an iPhone or Android device, this ability to do stop motion video apps like uh, Stop Motion Studio, App Store, Google Play means that anyone can have a go. Yep. Moving on to the moving on, the two creatives then play about with iPhone slow motion mode, experimenting with various techniques to see which produce the best results. Uh, check out what they can come up with using flowers, highlighter ink, and UV lights. More than anything, the video is a reminder to dig into your smartphone's camera. Uh, rather than just using the shutter button to snap a straightforward picture every every time, do you, do you ever use the time-lapse feature, for example? Julian Thornton, achieve some pretty impressive results by simply setting up the feature for an overnight shoot and then checking back in the morning. 
This yeah. isn't the first time Apple has worked with a two uh, photographer enthusiast. Soon after the iPhone 12 launch last year, for example, Julian Thornton produced their first everyday experiment video offering suggestions on how to make your iPhone videos more eye-catching like the pair's most recent effort. The video also made use of the iPhone slow motion mode, which also highlighting its night mode and macro capabilities. Yes. And they are awesome. They are certainly worth Uh, like the 10 minutes watching and thinking and then go out and spend, you know, an hour playing with this. Like, it's just awesome. It's just... (laughs) Also, be sure to check out this Apple video too, featuring some inspiring ideas on how to make your video clip more like something out of Hollywood movies. So there's a few links here that you need to check out and watch and do and have fun with. I love the uh, the TikTok ones where they'll be wearing one thing and then boom, all of a sudden they're wearing something else or they're doing something yeah. else and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's not hard to do. It's just stop motion. And yeah. uh, especially with an iPhone and stuff like that, the stop motion stuff's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Now, some people were wondering why... Um, Every now and again, you get this message, you know, when you're doing two-factor authentication, etc. why it says that, for example, I'm trying to log in at Ultimo when I'm knowing I'm not not sitting at Ultimo, I'm sitting at Penrith, for example, or why it says, you know, some people will say it's trying to, um, you're trying to log in from, I don't know, um, somewhere down near the airport when you know you're not there, you're, you're yeah. at home at Parramatta or Hornsby or yeah. whatever, even... Um, one of mine, I get where it says that I'm trying to live you know, from up up on the north coast somewhere. Now, the reason it is is because that's where whoever your internet service provider is, yeah. that's where they're actually going out into the real world. So Telstra, for, you know, Telstra mm. isn't going out at Penrith Exchange. It's going no. out to the rest of the world, say, in Ultimo. Yeah, pardon me, and that's why it also says, you know, um, for example, if I go to the super cheap uh, web page, and yes, it says, okay, your your nearest store is not Ultimo, but it's yeah, one of the ones okay, over near exactly. Ultimo because that's the nearest store that it can work out from the information that it's been given. Yeah, that's why it's happening because that's where. Your internet service provider goes out into the real world. That's yep. why it happens, and that's why on Ultima. your phone it might say Ultimo, and on your computer it'll say Bulamakenka or something. You know what I mean? That's yep. just um, something else that's been happening a bit this week. Getting serious uh, or not so serious is the Epic versus Apple uh, legal case has been going at the moment and they are um, because they're taught like when you say do you know what time it is you go you don't go yes it's 6.20 you go yes I know what time it is yeah right because you don't you don't help the opposition in any possible way so you you gotta be but anyway they've been reading emails from both parties and like when and it was showing how, and and someone I uh, listened to and trust has been talking about Phil Schiller, and how he, like he's been there since the early nineties or the late eighties at Apple, yep. yep, and how he just like loves the company and uh, yeah, and there's a couple of emails where he, you know, he used lots of exclamation marks or saying how you know what we're doing is wrong and the service isn't good enough and. This yeah. sort of thing, um, so it's a bit much to go and and the audio has been pretty crap apparently about listening because you can yeah. go and listen to the case, hundred yeah. percent. But um, Steve Trenton Smith is that in there? Steve Trenton Smith is one reporter and he's got some really good articles about it. If you look him up, um, I'm not sure whether he's with Gizmodo or someone else, but yeah, Steve Trenton Smith. Is definitely worth looking at and 
going on some of the stories that are going around about what's happening in the court case. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're not we're not ignoring it. Just that it's, it's an ongoing yeah. thing. And yeah. Yeah. So Apple is, but you know, Apple probably currently we're not expecting Apple to lose the case. Yeah. But but they're not getting not going to be coming out with glowing colours either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's, there's nowhere they're, in the world both, that says... They've both played pretty dirty. And yeah. I, I understand... Well, I, I don't know whether yeah. Apple have played dirty. <laughs> I'm very biased. Look, I'll admit I'm very yeah, biased. So, look, so am I, but they've both been underhanded. And I understand that Epic broke a contract and I in no way endorse Epic Gaming. I just yeah. want to make that very clear. I, I say, you know, like they're just a gaming company and they're not, not a huge gaming company. Uh, you well, know, there's bigger ones out there, but, you know, they did breach contracts. Like, like, for example, um, they want Apple to reduce, you know, they're saying, well, Apple's 30% is too much, right? But, like, they, they signed the contract that said it was okay. Yeah. But that's how much they give, you know, Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 30%. That's the normal thing. 30%. Yeah. Yeah. So... What's the difference between Apple taking thirty percent and they're saying, "Oh, but the profit margin on an you know an Xbox machine or a, a PlayStation is nowhere near the amount that Apple's made." That's on a phone. No, no. That's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's a whole heap of stuff going on, but yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right. I'm biased too, and I understand that Apple hasn't done anything really wrong. I just think they've been, they could have dealt with it better. And but I'm saying that every gaming is trying to play hardball. And I guess yeah. Apple are and, just like, well, you know, we're the masters at that. So yeah. let's do this. But another, so. another one that came up um, that it just reminded me of was, oh, so they're saying, well, Netflix got a special deal, for example. Right? Yeah. They didn't have to pay the third, blah, 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 right? Whatever the special deals yeah. are, we don't know what they are because yeah. no one tells, talks about them. No one tells you. Okay. But there's an email to the boss of Epic Games yeah. that says, if you were offered a special deal, would you have taken it? And he went, yes. But he's been, like, the whole deal of the whole thing was, oh, he got out, you know, they, they made a, a thing saying Apple's ripping you off and, yeah. All of this sort of stuff, and you know, we want a fair, fair playing and everything. He he was quite happy to take the deal on the back and backhand everybody yeah. else, right? Yep. So, yeah. I know. <laughs> but anyway, that's just just part of life at the moment. It is. Um, what else we got going on at the moment? Anything? Well, entertainment wise, now this is to do with Netflix, which you can get on your Apple TV. Yeah. Um, I just found tonight, uh, and made my poor children sit through three episodes of, is the original Monkey, uh, which used to play on the ABC in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about a journey with uh, a, a monk into India to take eight uh, sacred scripts and find sacred scripts um, of Buddha's writing. Um, it's just action-packed kung fu, um, and it's yeah, it's hilarious. It's so much fun to to watch, and uh, the dubbing's terrible. They have white <laughs> guys, they have white guys dubbing it that are doing really bad Asian accents, which in this <laughs> day and age just would not fly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Netflix still play it though and I love that they are because it's part of my, my childhood I used to race home to watch Monkey um, but it's part of history and yeah yeah totally uh, and not only did I really enjoy Monkey but I learned about Buddhist religion from it as well you know so <laughs> it's you know it's not a bad show it was just dumb no, <laughs> yeah namaste <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Jeez, that, we're on by it. the way, that is 
that's no disrespect to uh, the the Buddhist uh, belief system. Um, I actually quite enjoy reading about the Buddhist religion uh, belief system. It's quite nice. So I'm not uh, taking the, the mickey. No. Uh, on that note, yeah, I, I watched that. It was fantastic. Um, I've been watching on Nine Go, which is also on um, Apple TV. Um, I watched Resident Alien uh, series, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's about an alien that comes to destroy the planet and um, crashes and ends up falling in love with everybody, you know, on the planet and realizing that we're only human and so are we all, you know. Uh, to get, you know, That's very basic, but it's a very yeah. good story. Yeah. But on Apple TV Plus, I watched Mythic Quest. Yes, I, I've only watched episode one so far. I've watched episode one and two. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yes, they are just brilliant. What about it's what about so well done? <laughs> that the last the last scene in oh, episode one. Because <laughs> when you said that, when you said that, and the and scene when the credits roll, I'm like, okay, that was why did you? And I said to Kelly, and I'm like, what, what, what was that? A cool end scene, <laughs> and we're making jokes about that end scene and why you'd find it funny. And then the end scene happened, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, right? <laughs> yep. And, and I was like, yeah, no. Now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I haven't watched it. There's also um, uh, uh, the Mosquito Coast. Which I haven't yep. had a chance to watch yet, but I'm looking forward to trying to watch that and get into that. That looks yep. looks good. Yeah, I watched uh, oh on uh, binge, which is also available on Apple TV. Um, these are all uh, subscription based television, which you can manage with uh, your, your, your Apple account and everything like that, so yeah. you can get the family bundle and and all that sort of stuff. This is why I'm mentioning them because I pay them all that way through Apple and watch them on Apple TV. Um, uh, young, uh, young Rock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Young Rock. It's about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a young kid. Uh, the first two episodes of that are out. And it is also very funny and a little bit heart-jerking and... Uh, he is an amazing actor, and it's all based around him running for president in 2032, <laughs> by the way, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so it's very good. Check it out. Um, and The Great North, or The Great North, which I think is done by the same guys who do Central Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it looks very similar. Uh, in the beginning, they sing a song about where... and. It just seems very Central Park-esque. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll have to look to see if it's made by the same guys because it was absolutely hilarious as well. First <laughs> you enjoyed Central also. Park, yeah. So. Oh, I did. I love Central Park. Uh, <laughs> it was such a great series. It was so weird and wonderful. And just the fact that they, yeah. you know, it was a musical cartoon based in Central Park. It was just, yeah. yep. you know, just brilliantly done. So, uh, yeah, the Great Knowles and Binge as well has been fa- fantastic. I've been off work for a week, by the way, guys. This is, why. <laughs> this is what, what I do with my life. I, you know, just stay Research at home. For us. That's right. Stay at home <laughs> and sit on computers, devices, and televisions. And, yeah, yeah. Don't, leave, uh, don't leave the house like a hermit. <laughs> um, people are strange. It's other people, not me. So yeah, that's, that's that's all I have to, to talk about at the moment. I just thought I would bring those things up um, because again, you can remember, guys, you can bundle uh, everything you sort of use via your Apple TV, your iPhone, and all that stuff into a family package, um, which is a really which is really great value. But no way am I getting paid for this, by the way. This is just my opinion, and. Um, it, yeah, and then I get you know some great television that I get to talk to you guys about here on a weekly basis. That's right. So, yeah, that's why we love it. 
Yep. So we've got the show promotion, show notes each each week on the show upload, the link being... AussieMaxZone.com.au, AMZ... Forward slash, forward slash. Forward slash, AMZ, sorry, I always forget that forward slash, uh, AMZ381. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't fixed fix the typing, had I? <laughs> <laughs> there you will see the last six weeks uh, show notes. You can email Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxzone.com.au. However you listen to your casts in this awesome new age <laughs> technology, <laughs> you will find that. You will find us there, and when you do, please like us, tell a, tell a friend, tell a relative, tell a person yep. on the bus. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners, Always. the most important people we've got. Yeah. And over to Zahn for that sign-off. Excellent. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys, for watching us again. And Thank we'll you. see you next week. Remember, an apple a day keeps your androids away. We'll see you later. Oh, where am I? Blew it. There it is. <laughs> there it is.